The OneStream Global Education Services team proudly presents the OneStream Podcast with your host, Peter Fugere. Greetings, fellow OneStreamers, and welcome to the OneStream Podcast, where we explore and examine all things OneStream, talk to experts in the industry, and gain knowledge from some of the brightest minds that help deliver and implement solutions for our clients. This episode is part of the expert series where we explore and examine the fundamental tools, concepts, and topics surrounding OneStream. And in this second season, we're diving into how customer business requirements become real solutions. I'm your host, Peter Fugier, Chief Solutions Officer at OneStream Software. And as always, I'm excited about our topic today. Here with me today is Bob Powers, CTO and co-founder of OneStream Software. We're going to be talking about the software development process and and what goes into taking some of our ideas and actually implementing them into the solutions. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Peter, how you been? It's, it's great to be here. And, um, you know, when you when we you brought this up a couple of days ago, it caused me to you know, reflect on uh, the, the history that we have together. It's, yeah. you know, both you and I, we, we go back, way back, probably 25 years um, to the... I think I was, I was eight some, years old then, if I remember right. That, that's right. Yeah, and you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we have both have, you know, uh, I guess somewhat of a reputation for HFM, um, me, uh, being the, I guess the primary inventor of it and you with the first published book on HFM. So fantastic. Yeah. All good times. Of course, we've, um, one stream has turned out to be really a hundred times bigger and a hundred times better than that. So it's having a next generation of fun here. Yeah. Well, really we get founders on the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining. And let's start with the question, the early days, you know, I, I came in a little bit after you, you were one of the founders. What was that? What were those early days like with just you and Tom coding? What was that like? Good days. Those are fun. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, I miss them in a way, but you know, it's, it's great that we've turned, one stream has turned into such a successful company. And um, I work with a lot of great people now too, which we'll get into um, in the early days. You know, Tom and I, when we, I actually remember the handshake that when we said, are we really going to do this? And because it's it's big, you know, and, you know, who, yeah. who in their right mind would try to take on such a big project? Um, you know, there were four of us uh, co-founders at the time. And, um, and you know, we, we talked about a lot. We really want to do this. Is one of us going to flake out? And, you know, and obviously that <laughs> never happened. And we wanted to make sure it, it, it didn't right from the very beginning. Um, when we finally got going, it was a, it was a probably a couple of years of 20 hour day coding late nights. And, and we didn't really need any process because it's just, you know, in terms of building the product, just the two of us. And we, we pretty much can read each other's minds by, you know, by this point here. And um, it's um, we used to talk about as we were coding late, late nights, he'd work on one area and I'd work on another. And, you know, after all that time, you know, it, one point or another, you know, one of us might be down, like, oh my God, this is getting really big. And it, it'd take the other the other one of us to bring each other up and and remind ourselves, yeah. hey, we're just we're eating this elephant one bite at a time and we'll get there. So it's fun, fun times though. Yeah. And I mean that it it, it for me, I mean, it, it feels like it could have been yesterday, but it's been over a decade and the company has grown and evolved in amazing ways, I think, in, in a lot of ways, in ways I could never have imagined. What are some of the biggest changes and who are some of the people, you know, if I'm at Splash, I might want to look out for and tell me what they're doing and, and how this, you know, this evolved from just, you know, a handful of guys writing code to the company we've become. 
Well, yeah, it's it's uh, interesting that you know the way you know we just talked about you know when Tom and I started the company, just two of us, and it started. We're actually very similar in ways um, and very different, and and that the differences really matter, and and um and and we shaped our future organization around that. So you know if you look at just you know we're both both Tom and I are really passionate about building software and you know, there's nothing but more would rather be doing. And, you know, I'm more, my background is more um, really computer science and engineering and his background is more business with a passion for coding. So, um, and if you look at the way our company in our development organization has grown, we have a platform engineering team and a marketplace engineering team. And so platform is that discipline engineering that the, you know, the platform that, that scales to with, for large customers, for, um, thousands of customers, but also the, in the marketplace engineering team is the area that because of the platform, you can solve business problems quickly, um, and, you know, and really, really get them in customers' hands immediately. Tom's personality from the very beginning was, let, hey, customer has a problem, we have to solve it today, and, it, and you know, you really need that, you know, in order to be a successful company. Um, and whereas my focus, particularly from the beginning was, now we got to, you know, really um, engineer the solution. The balance of those two, I guess, um, somewhat competing forces is what really, it's how you really grow a successful software company in terms of the product. Um, so in terms of the team now, um, you know, I'm still passionate about the platform itself. That's the, the, the core technology parts of the, of the product that enables the solutions. And so um, I'm heavily involved and, you know, still, still, heavily involved in the coding level. So I, I wear multiple hats. I wear the CTO hat, setting the direction of the product and the, and the technology. Um, but I'll also put on a developer hat and still be in there coding and all that. So so it's funny, my, you know, I, I lead the team and I'm also part of the team and I wouldn't have any other way, but particularly I love being part of the team. So underneath and organizationally, Jeremy Gutman is our senior VP of product and development. He, he has the biggest part of our organization. You know, so basically leads the development of marketplace solutions that we build in-house, plus also the platform, all the platform developers. So, um, it, you know, so again, when I'm putting on a hat as a developer, I'm, I'm working on one of his, his scrum teams. Uh, Ryan Berry, we hired more recently. Uh, he comes from Microsoft. And interesting, we actually, Ryan Berry worked with us for many years as a Microsoft employee, he, he was actually assigned to OneStream, helped us in the early days on the technology, the cloud infrastructure and everything. Eventually he came to work for OneStream full time. He's our senior VP of architecture. So you, you think about it, what used to be just me and Tom, um, now we have full development um, leadership and organization, building software, but also working on cloud, cloud infrastructure. Uh, and, and to move further into that, um, underneath Jeremy, we have, uh, Three VPs of engineering: Mike McLaughlin, Kim O'Leary, and John Stalker. You you know, I think all three of them, Peter, through past lives. Yeah. And and obviously here at OneStream, so big organization, um, really talented people. Uh, you know, we have fantastic technologists, great management team, and um, since you know you can't have a couple hundred people reading each other's minds like Tom and I did at the beginning, you do we do have um, process. In, in you know in in place of that to help the communication. Well, that, so that's interesting. So in this new dynamic, I mean, yeah, if it's, if it's just you and another guy, and you're kind of reading each other's minds, like you said, you're sitting across from our table. 
that's that's really different with a bigger organization, you know. And so I guess my next question is how do you gather feedback and requests from you know the larger community? How do those get filtered down? And then how do you prioritize those? What goes into you know, a customer asking, hey, it'd be nice if I had a button here for journals or something. Like, how, how does that work its way through to you? Yeah, so there are a couple of, historically, um, and we still do this, we have a, a, a triage meeting every Friday. I think this is kind of the focal point of collecting feedback. And all the experts from all departments, you know, services, support, some partners occasionally, we talk about every Friday um, customer issues, customer enhancement requests, you know, what the product features coming out. And um, and I, I'm on most of those meetings as are other leaders of my department. And, we, you know, we prioritize uh, somewhat, somewhat formally, but somewhat informally in that in that meeting. But certainly here at that point, if there's a critical issue, um, you know, what needs to get done immediately. More recently, though, we've introduced, in addition to that idea stream, and that's a, a portal, that's an ideation portal where customers, partners, employees can enter requests or enter ideas on, on hey, wouldn't it be neat if OneStream did this, whether it's part of the platform or a, or, or a solution built um, on top of the platform, and then others can vote on it. So, so it, you know, that, that, that was, um, that's somewhat new, but it really helps us scale as we get thousands of people now with great ideas um, and and sometimes um, some issues. Now we can collaborate. All that gets prioritized through the product management organization. So it's real-time feedback from the community. Yes, yes, definitely. So Bob, when we get a new idea, a way we can expand the platform and add value for our customers, we we have a development process. What is that like? And how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you take those requests and see that integrate into the platform? Great question, Peter. So, you know, we talked about if, when it's two of us, it's it's uh, it's easy. You just, you know, talk and, you know, you're on the phone or you're working together all the time, reading each other's minds. You know, when there's um, a few hundred people, and this is somewhat industry standard now, we use um agile scrum process. And so we have, we the team is broken up into several scrum teams. And think of a scrum team as about, you know, say 10 people-ish um, with, um there's usually a, well, there's always a scrum master, think of project management person, product owner, the, the domain expert, a tech lead, and other individual team members, you know, programmers, testers, documenters, things like that. And everyone works together. That scrum team is like its own small family. Right? So and we have you know, multiple of them. Um, so a big initiative, like where one of them has been working on for a while that's um, starting games attraction is browser UX, the new web-based user interface for OneStream. That has two scrum teams, so um, roughly 20 people just dedicated to that. So they all, you know, work together on on enhancing the browser UX capability. So when I'm when I'm wearing my CTO hat, you know, and working with Jeremy and Ryan Berry and others, we we kind of set the major direction of here. The, here are the major deliverables that have to get built, and that comes from ideas from within, you know, from the experts uh, at OneStream and idea stream and people, you know, what they have suggested. So that the high level direction is set for certain releases at that level. But then the details, you know, what what actually gets implemented, the nuances are dictated by the scrum, scrum team or determined by the scrum team based on, you know, issues they've hit in, during the development cycle or, or um, scope creep and things like that. Um, so at the end of the day, 
the, the primary functionality gets delivered, but the scrum team has a lot of um, uh, ability to, you know, adjust and invent and design on their own as well. So that's that it's a typical way where you can actually you know, take a larger organization, break it down to smaller pieces, give give a team some autonomy, but also be able to um, communicate a, a roadmap up front, um, even though you don't, you know, you want to encourage the creativity with the team. So you don't want to define every every last, uh, you know, dotted I and cross T um, up front. And so through that process, um, you're you're adding to the platform, you're creating something new. Um, how how is that documentation like what you've built and what you've created? How does that how does that make its way out to the community, and how do you share that knowledge from that team? Yeah, this is another thing we've we've changed over the years, and um, actually Jeremy uh, set this up. Um, I'll say about a year or two ago, we have a, a department within my organization that is just about knowledge content, knowledge transfer, and um, you know, so they they it's it's just in time, and that this, these these team members that are documenting and doing internal training and and working with in training the trainers, they, they're part of the development organization. They're working right up front when we're designing and inventing features throughout the implementation, through the modification of the impl- implementation. They're documenting and, and learning just, just like a programmer or a tester or a product owner would learn. And so that by the time the, um, the feature or a new platform enhancement um, comes out, we're ready to you know, enable the rest of the company. It's not like um, in the old days, it was Tom or I or the few original programmers putting out something. We send it over the wall and say, "Go sell it," and um, it, you know, people didn't know how to use it. So you know, now that that team is really important. So you know, to, for enablement. Somebody requested a change in OneStream. Maybe it's a change to the platform. Maybe it's to address an issue. The development team's working on that. How do you know you're done? Is there a, a closed loop where you come back and say, hey, validate, we did this right? Or how, how do you start to like release it, release the, the update so people could start to play with it and give you feedback? Is that the process? Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it depends on the type of um, enhancement it is. If it's, you know, a technical platform enhancement or part of a solution, um, you know, we have, uh, you know, near when, when a feature is nearing the end of its development cycle, um, you know, we have different stages in the release cycle where we'll bring in others for, you know, um, regression testing and, hey, does this feature meet your needs? Is it Does it fit the needs that you originally had? And sometimes it's technical where actually some of those stakeholders are internal to OneStream. Sometimes they're customers. So we have preview releases where we have a few customers on a release. They're, they're working on them as well. In all cases, though, you know, there's communicate, still communication, direct communication. We're very, um, we handhold our customers. If they ask for something, um, the development organization through the triage process or idea stream, they're, they're communicating with the customer sometimes through, um, support or services or sales on the, on the feature, giving them the schedule when it's done. If they, if they need to test if something very specific to them, get them involved if they want to be involved. Very, um, hands on with the customer still. So it's really it's really collaborative, and it sounds like there's really a lot of steps where you're getting constant feedback uh, about updating, you know, whatever you're you're making a change to. It's not like it's in a vacuum; it's a, a sort of a, a repetitive process, maybe, where you're just sort of you know making sure we're hitting the mark. That's interesting. Yes, and especially within inside OneStream, you know, we have so many talented people, and you know, so many um, 
there you know different levels of expertise in different disciplines it's it's where it's so big now and there's it's so such a full featured product that um you know no one person can know exactly the pain points of everyone else so it, it needs a lot of collaboration to to really get things right bob i like to ask everybody this i talk about it just about every podcast but let's talk about the platform. OneStream's really a platform. How do you explain it to people? How do you how do you try to get that concept across? Because a lot of people say it, but I think we really are. What's it mean to be a platform? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, you know from our past lives, um, we have there are companies out there that if they have ten or twenty products, they 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 you know basically acquired. They call it, they might call it a platform, saying because we have a lot of stuff. That's not a platform. That's just a bunch of stuff. Other people might say the platform, they have one product just because it's cool to say they have a platform. So it, I don't know if the word actually helps because, you know, the community hears the word platform all the time. But we truly are a platform. And um, and that's where I'm passionate about developing. You know, if you, you think about it, we we have a lot of built-in functionality, um, you know, multidimensional finance engines, stage engines, um, workflow engines, authentication and all that. But we also enable um, whether they're other internal uh, one people, partners um, or individuals or even customers to implement solutions on top of one And actually on top of is even the, isn't even the right way to say it. The solutions they implement are fully featured solutions that run inside OneStream. The, the people implementing solutions never have to think about writing code to authenticate, do security. They don't have to have to think about, oh, I better call a cloud vendor to just deploy it on the cloud. That all comes with a platform that we provide. You know, but they they also have the full um, integrated development environment. They can write code if they choose to. They can configure screens graphically um, and really focus on the business problem that they're trying to solve with our full our full development environment. You know, we've talked about, um, we, we had our developer conference, our first one, this past year, we, we call it Wave, and um, you know, several hundred people, developers, not OneStream employees, developers on OneStream were there, and the, the, we got such great feedback from the conference that we we expect it to double or triple next year. It's it's a whole community building software on OneStream to to write the solutions because they don't have to do all those platform things and they have all the the tools available to them that we we provide. That's a platform. And I think that's one of the, that's going to be a really exciting thing. I mean, to have, you know, a couple hundred people putting their IP and their talents to work, building fully functioning applications inside of OneStream or with OneStream, it's, it's going to really expand the value. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, and it's exciting. And in fact, that's my, you know, there's a few things we're working on, but probably my um, personal focus right now with, with, with um, a scrum team is what we call in workspaces. Uh, it's the where we have dedicated team. We're going to probably make it a de- dedicated couple teams that's focused on making solution development even easier and better and more powerful than they've ever had. So, um, you know, we we will have you know now we have whatever fifty or two hundred solutions. We're planning to have several hundred over the next couple of years, written by wow. internally and several partners. And we're enhancing the, the um, capabilities of the platform to make it easier to build, to solve, you know, even more sophisticated business solutions. With those workspaces, like what are the things you're talking about? How are, how are workspaces changing? Well, you know, workspaces, um, you know, many of you know that 
you know, the custom screens or we call them dashboards. Workspaces sits above that and it provides a level of isolation so that one partner building a solution can package and deliver their solutions separate from another partner, separate from solutions we build in-house. So the isolation is important, but we're also adding under there full like full development environments for the sophisticated areas where, where programming is needed. We'll, we'll be adding um, uh, capability to do books, ultimately narrative narrative reporting, um, you know, all, building multi, many more building blocks to build the solutions so that uh, you get a lot more for free, you know, meaning solution developers don't have to code sophisticated things to, to get a lot of capability. We're adding more and more of that, but also, as I mentioned, the isolation. What are some other things you're working on uh, on the platform? The, you know, some of the stuff are, you know, somewhat, are somewhat if, if no one notices, it's a good thing. You know, it's meaning, uh, there's a lot of work you know, going on new cloud infrastructure, so it doesn't show up as feature function, but it shows up as um, uh, basically operational efficiency for one stream, performance and scalability. So we're adding some new cloud infrastructure that um, servers and uh, hardware will scale much more on demand without anyone even knowing about it or touching it. So customers on the fly as they need more capacity in the future, will they just get it? So, um, you know, that, that's, well, that, that, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun too, for uh, to us engineering, it's, yeah. you know, it's a lot, a lot of being <laughs> invested in that. Um, and, um, it, it really does. Everyone wins, you know, like I said, at the beginning, everyone wins. They might not know, uh, it just, we going to perform, you know, really well, but when, uh, computing resources sources aren't being used, it'll, they'll be reserved for, for others that need it. So it's a lot going. Well, we, we talked a little bit about our old, old life, you know, my old life consulting. I mean, that was always, you know, hardware was always one of these big discussions because, you know, it's not a linear demand that you put on the hardware. You know, when you're talking about CPM, it's sort of cyclical, you know, the, the close happens, you know, once a month and the rest of the month it's dead quiet. And sometimes it's hard to justify a huge hardware investment you're talking about one stream being able to dial it up when it's needed and then dial down when it's not. And, and that saves the customer's money. I mean, that's a real, a real uh, return for them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and again, the set customer satisfaction where we're so big at big on at this company um, it, it's a big deal. And you, you think about it back in the, the days you just referenced where there was no cloud right back in the you know, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. You know, the cloud is really infinite resources. You have, infinite computing at, at your fingertips. Um, you don't have to go, hey, someone IT go set up another server or something. It's just there. So, you know, it, that's one of the big benefits of being in the cloud. We can we can scale up, scale down by just implementing software to grab more. Let's go back to talk about Wave for a second, because I, I don't want to gloss over that. That was an amazing conference. I got to be there and and see the people that were there. It was really unlike Splash in a lot of ways. Um, it was really... Um, you know, a lot of developers, a lot of people really trying to understand just the guts of OneStream and what it does. How do you think that's going to transform Marketplace and help uh, help the platform evolve? Well, I, I think it's it's some of the things we just spoke about, the, the whole Workspaces initiative, the focus in the platform engineering team on enabling solutions. It's all directly related to Wave and, and or, you know, it, it, the, the, the um, people you refer to at Wave are the consumers of these workspaces, and um, the, the solution development 
you know, I, I'm a, I'm personally really about platform and engineering, and you know, I have a background in CPM, so you know, anything generically really related to CPM. But the, the 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 giant community that we've, you know, that we're all part of, um, there's so much, so many great ideas, and um, and a lot of those people with those ideas have themselves the ability to code build a solution, or they have access to others that can build a solution. We're going to see some fantastic things that that you know we we haven't even thought of yet and i'm trying to make build a platform that really enables that creative thinking to to, to get them into solutions so i i can't even imagine what we will see in terms of actual solutions but i but um and on top of the ones that are already fantastic i know we're going to see a lot more i suspect it'll be exponential over the next couple of years we, we're going to have a separate podcast with some of the folks who are who are actually building some of those solutions and it's it's pretty impressive, like how they're organizing them and working with the teams and working with our partners to get that information in there. But it feels like there's there's an army of people who are ramping up to just sort of really extend the value of what OneStream can do to their customers. It's it's probably the most exciting thing I've seen uh, coming with the product. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, and it, it really is an army of people. And you see some of these um, people earlier in their careers making a career of building software and building solutions on one stream it's 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 really um it feels great and it's it's a, it's amazing how big the community has become thank you bob this was another great discussion thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the podcast today and thank you fellow one streamers for joining us remember if you like this content please don't forget to hit subscribe we'd love to hear from you questions comments or concerns please reach us at podcast at onestreamsoftware.com I look forward to bringing you another exciting podcast. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time on the OneStream Podcast. The OneStream Podcast is brought to you by the OneStream Global Education Services team.